Hey everybody, you are listening to episode 20 of Quintessential. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. Today is a special one for me and for all of you because we have a very special guest with us today, Mr. Obi Ben. How are you? Doing great, man. Dude, Doing do you great. prefer Obi Ben or you want to hear Ben Turley? Dude, do Obi. Obi's Obi great. Ben. Yeah. So where did that come from? Uh, dude, honestly, it came from my dad. Like growing up, he used to call me Obi. Probably, probably because mm-hmm. of Star Wars, to be honest. Like people always ask me, is it <laughs> is it because of Star Wars? And I'm always like, no, but it probably is. Um, yeah, so, so he just well, called me Obi, and then I was like trying to figure out artist names forever, and I was just gonna do Obi, but there's some other jackass with the name, so I was like, ah, Obi Ben. Dude, there's nothing worse than when you're trying to figure out like brand name or company name or whatever, and you have to search out. Dude. And there's always one taken of what you want. Yeah, I should have done it though, because I mean, I love Obi Ben, so no regrets, but. Uh, that dude's a nobody now, so it's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, dude. I guess you should probably explain, like, who you are, you know? Yeah, I'm an artist, music artist, um, recording artist. So uh, I make all types of music, pop music, hip-hop music, producer, produce for other people, write songs for other people. Uh, yeah, you got anything to add? Yeah. So first off, just to like the reason we know each other is because you're my brother-in-law's brother. Yeah. So I've known you for a long time. Yeah. Um, you and all your brothers do music. You've been doing music under the name Obi Ben for three, three, three years, three, four years. Yeah. Coming up on four years. But you did music for a long time before. Um, Actually, it's only been three you, years. Yeah. Three years. Okay. Yeah. So you did music with all your other brothers under the Turley brothers or what was the name of that no so like before I released stuff under my name I was just like playing piano we were gonna do a project called Turley so it was, mm. it was gonna be all of us um but yeah that kind of fell through the cracks we did one little original song on YouTube and that's about it and I was <laughs> I was like 15 I'd been playing piano for two weeks at that time like the video oh, on YouTube is literally I had just come back from winning a soccer tournament like I was not <laughs> like I was just doing soccer that was it <laughs> that's so funny because I uh that like I've seen the video and that's old school Ben oh, shaven short hair bro, I was like shit. 15 like 14 15 I was fucking young <laughs> And you're the, so you're the youngest of five brothers. Yep. Yep. Youngest and of all five. you guys do music. Did you, you said you'd played piano for two weeks at that time. Did you not play instruments when you were younger? No, I played the drums. The drums were my first instrument. So I played drums. Did you get that from yeah. one of your siblings or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've always been interested in music and hip hop uh, specifically, but uh, when Adam started playing drums and he got a drum set, I was like, oh dude, this is so sick. So then I was in like, uh, I was in band sixth through eighth grade and just, I don't know, hitting the snare drum. Like it wasn't anything crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, that's about, that's about all the musical experience I had. And then I, soccer took over again in high school. So I didn't really touch an instrument for a few years and then, Mm -hmm. and then piano came. Dude, drums are so badass. Bro, I miss my drum set. I haven't played drums in so long. Would you get back into it or no? Oh, 100%, yeah. The second I'm, like, chilling and I have less to worry about, I'm getting a drum set. Yeah. I always, like, I think instruments are really cool, and artists and musicians are insane to me. I can't even understand how you can do that or be that creative. There's something about drummers are so sick, dude. I don't know what it is. Drummers are the like best. people always wanted to be the, the front guy playing the guitar, but I was like, bro, like Travis Barker going ape shit in the background. They're, like their solos are so long and so intense. Oh yeah, oh, I love that. I'm super oh, jealous. Yeah, dude. Drums are a different different animal. Like props to any drummer out there because they're insane. So you started drums and you played piano. You do a lot of different things with music. By the way, I'm not gonna. I don't want to just like 
suck your dick <laughs> but you're crazy talented bro thanks you man. really are thank you in all of the different aspects i i remember when you first started doing like under obi ben i was so blown away because i mean obviously i'm close to adam and so i had heard his music for years at the time right and it was just such a different i a part of me expected it to be sort of similar just if you had an influence of it being your older brother exactly that you grew up around but your style's so different, and I think it's amazing. I really love it so much. Thanks, bro. Yeah. And I know it's annoying. No, it's not annoying. But no. what are your, have you seen over the years that a certain part of all the things you do is your favorite? Like, do you prefer producing for people? Do you prefer writing your own stuff? What's your favorite as of today? Dude, honestly, I, I, prefer, I prefer making my own stuff. Like, that. I think that will always be my favorite. Just because I can, I don't know, for example, every single song I've released ever besides Circles with Adam, actually, I've produced every single song I've ever released, like recorded it all. Um, I've, I think I've had one or two songs where Adam threw on a, a couple pieces of production. But besides that, it's kind of been like the whole rest thing. Like I've done everything. So stepping into producing for other people um, when I first started doing that, it was weird at first because it's like, I know how to navigate what I want for this song, but how do I navigate what I want and what this other person wants? So I love that mm -hmm. because it's 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 a different avenue and it's it's uh, just a it's a different experience. So I love doing that. I do want to produce like bigger records for bigger artists, and I think that'll always be a part of it. But m my own stuff is is number one for sure would you say that like the the myth or whatever stereotype behind writer's block is as real as people think it is yeah is it hard to come up with new stuff dude it 100 percent is some people are kind of pussies about it because they will um i don't know dude when i was younger it was like this big deal like like oh like all down and sad about it like oh i can't write anything today but honestly dude it's just like you just have to push through it. Like that's literally the only thing you can do and anything creative. You just have to push through it. So it is a real thing, but I think people let themselves get caught up into it way, way too much. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, even for me, I haven't had to write music or anything, but any sort of thing I've been doing where it's my own creativity, you get stuck yeah. easily. Yeah. And I can imagine with, there's so many different parts. I mean, even just writing the lyrics, I can imagine it's hard yeah and then you have to figure out how to actually write the music and produce it and make it all sound good i don't know how you do it bro. yeah yeah it's got to be it, weird it, no it's I, I guess at this point it's just natural um i don't even know how like to explain how it happens but i think with writer's block like when when somebody says they've had writer's block for three months six months i'm like dog <laughs> come on now like you're that's that's an excuse like you're chilling you're fine so i don't know rise block is a real thing and you can get caught up in it but i don't know you got to get yourself out of it so you've been doing just music like as your full-time job for a while i guess i don't know how to word it but is the fire ever not there a little bit like now that you're so surrounded by it and it's not just your side hustle do you ever have days where you're kind of like man this is just work after all. No. Well, so the thing is, it's it's actually, I quit my job in December. Mm. Um, so I'd been working full-time for three and a half years. And it's actually, it's not my full-time job still. Like, I don't make enough money to, uh, like, provide for myself, um, which I'm building up to that. But uh, right now, it is full-time music because I quit my job. And I'm just going ham because I've, you know, saved saved my money like a good little Christian boy. <laughs> and uh, but I personally, I don't, I haven't felt the fire turn off yet, not even close. And maybe it's because I was working full time job for so long, and I've I've never had this opportunity to just go hard. But dude, it's been so refreshing to just just have a clear mind every day and not be like, oh, I have to go to this shitty job, you know. Yeah. Dude, honestly, something I love about what you guys are doing is you have such a good, it seems like you have such a good community there. I don't know what the music scene's like in Salt Lake City, but you guys go on these writing camps with a bunch of artists. Yeah. You're surrounded by all these talented guys. That's probably like crazy 
motivating oh yeah dude it is so motivating like those trips are insane because you just see everybody and in your eyes people are doing different stuff so you're like bro these guys are like way better than me when in reality they might be thinking the same thing about you but you're all just you're all just pushing each other you're all just like motivating so the the scene in utah is it's horrible for music <laughs> but we have like this micro like niche group of people that isn't horrible so bro i remember when adam <clears throat> excuse me i remember when adam had that house with like 20 guys yeah in uh the tribe house that was insane bro that's the same place that had the uh they were like the party they like ran a party yeah. company or something yeah the tribe <laughs> yeah <laughs> I remember going to that house when we recorded the Christmas song, Adam and I, and um, when I was staying there visiting or whatever, he was showing me the music and I would be there when people were recording music he was producing for people. Yeah. And he's so nice, but I remember him being like, dude, like, <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's got to be hard, like, if you're surrounded by people that, I, I can imagine you're surrounded by a lot of people who are just like not your style at all. Yeah. And you're like, I got to get out of here, bro. Got to be around some good people. Yeah, that's the thing with, I guess, producing for other people is I could very well, very easily set my time and spend my time producing for other people and make a living off of that. But for me, that's not what I want to do. Like, I don't want to I don't want to pretend to like somebody's stuff. So until I get like a roster of more people that I truly love, it's that's not someone I want to do. But it, not to not to be like the cliche person that uh, takes a stab at Utah. But dude, I don't know, bro. Like you have two sides of Utah. You have Provo, which is just cover artists. And like, I don't know. They just don't. It doesn't seem like they have any culture behind what they're doing. They're just making the same stuff that everybody else is making down there. So there's no uniqueness to it for the most part. Obviously, there's exceptions, some really cool artists. And then you have, like, the uh, underground rappers of Salt Lake City. <laughs> they're yeah. just, dude, I don't, they're, they're trying to be, like, MCs from the early 200, 2000s. <laughs> like, I don't know what they're doing down there. So, For real, Utah is the worst place on the, the planet. I hate <laughs> no, Utah it's so not. Much. No, it's not. Yes, it is. And I'll no. tell you why. How come every single sidewalk is like fucked? And you, <laughs> how come every, bro, have you ridden us on the sidewalk and like a, on a skateboard in oh, years? Definitely. It's all, there's like the tree trunk. <laughs> yeah. Growing like under it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude. Oh yeah. I've, I've, I've fell so hard on those things, bro. But Utah's awesome. I love Utah. I bet Utah is great. Provo's terrible. Yeah. I think Provo's awful. At least f for what I want, like when I only, I guess I should say, I grew up going to Utah during the summers. My cousins live there and I love Utah. It's gorgeous. Had a, amazing memories over there. The summers are amazing. Winters too, if you snowboard. Right. But like going as an adult to see if I wanted to go to BYU or to UVU or whatever, I hated that bubble. It's yeah, awful. It's awful. Everyone's the same. Everyone prays over their food at Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bro, the worst part's going to like to get food and you see people there obviously on a first date. Yeah. And they're like praying over the food. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just it's it really is a bubble. Like people don't really know what <laughs> people don't know what the like outside world is like. And they don't mm -hmm. care to, which is fine I guess for them, but it just you go down there and you it's like what is this? Like this is a this is weird. It's like, have you ever seen the movie Midsummer? <laughs> yeah, dude, it is like. <laughs> it's that. like that, but not violent. <laughs> yeah, they like do the burning ceremony at the end with the guy in the bear costume. You know, dude, that movie is <laughs> messed. That's that movie is wild. The first time I I guess I only saw it once all the way through. I uh I saw a video before I saw the movie, explaining like the fifteen hidden Easter eggs that are like. I, maybe you know what I'm talking about. Like they do the tricks with the camera work to make it look like you're the one tripping. So they oh, have like yeah. the faces in the trees and stuff. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. So I saw that video first then I watched the movie and I was like looking for things that they did to make it look like you're experiencing a crazy acid trip. Yeah. And it made it, it was a cool movie, dude. The movie's really dude. good. It was spooky as shit. Yeah. Definitely like amazing cinematography and everything, but and it was a good movie, don't get me wrong, but, dude, I was, like, 
Holy shit, what did I just watch? <laughs> like, it was How gnarly. old were you when you watched that? Probably, uh, when did that come out? Like two, two, three years ago? Probably 19 or 20. Okay, it felt like it came out longer ago, but I guess not. Bro, that is so funny. All the different people down there that like, like I said, the people that Adam was producing their music for, they were just so cringy, bro. <laughs> yeah. And like this classic, basic, you know, Provo guys. But how old were you guys, or how old were you when you guys moved from California, young? I was six. Oh, okay. So I was pretty okay. young. Yeah, enough to remember, like, California, I was, like, five or six. Enough to remember, but not enough to be, like, California is my home. Like, I was born there, but it's not yeah. my home. What's the goal for you? Do you want to go to California, or is right now, is California not the place anymore for music? No, I'm moving in June. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Where are you going? Probably, if you don't mind probably right down there culver city somewhere same with same with them yeah it's so sick yeah dude. it was so cool to see <clears throat> it was so cool to see just like the different collabs you can have there the vibe is so different oh, yeah as far as the different creators it's probably gonna be so cool yeah man. yeah dude it's gonna be awesome it's just i don't know like la is la and people have people have everything i mean anything they want to say like there's good and bad about any place but yeah um, I think the cool thing is it's just like a melting pot for musicians specifically. Like you can meet anybody down there. Like I heard somebody uh, say that you could go to a coffee shop down there and meet like an A and R. That's never gonna happen in Utah, you know. Yeah. So I'm excited for those opportunities and do have a fun little crazy young adult time down there. It'll be good. That's sick, man. I'm excited for you. Are your yeah. little partners going to go with you? The twin boys? They're not <laughs> the twins, are they? No, they're not twins. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> says, yeah, everybody thinks they're twins. Um, uh, one, one of them is going down with me. Josh is going down with me. So Okay, so he's the one that's probably your age. Um, they're actually, I'm right in between them. So oh, okay. But that's the one that you're closest with, right? I'm like equally close with both of them, but one of them's married, so that's why he's not. Oh, yeah, okay. And they've got the that makes sense. lease and all that, so. They're grown-ups, man. Grown doing grown-up shit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Tied down? Yeah. So he, when you did that collab album, or is it an album, or technically it's an EP? EP, yeah. Okay. With both of them. Mm-hmm. So Filetti is just the two brothers. Yeah, they're a duo. How did you meet them? Did you know them before? So they're actually like my neighbors growing up. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so I've known them since I was I don't know, like probably eight or nine. And we were always like in Boy Scouts and church and stuff all together. Um, and then like we, we were friends growing up, but in high school, I didn't, we didn't really hang out or do stuff a lot. And then uh, after high school, uh, AJ, the other brother, he got back from his church mission and uh, we just kind of like started kicking it again. And then they're like showing me how they do music and they're like saying they're really serious about it. And it like caught me off guard because I was like, these guys don't do music. Like, this is so weird. And then we started like chopping up, making new stuff. And just us being like best friends and also making music. Dude, like there's nothing I've ever worked on besides that EP that like, it was the best experience. It was so just like we spent that. We basically gave away the end of our spring last year and summer to make that EP. Mm-hmm. So it was just so special because we did it. We made it a whole story. Each song tells a story. And it like you play the first song to the last song and it goes seamless, like top to bottom. Like it transitions every song first to the next. So, yeah, dude, that that one was special. That one, that one was definitely special. Are you working on anything with them right now? Yeah. Yeah, we're always doing stuff. Um, we're probably going to start releasing two packs of songs. So instead oh, of nice. s- singles, yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, it's going to be like different genres of two packs. So it's going to be cool to like divvy it up. Like we'll have some two packs that are like uh, like more R&B and then we'll have some that are like pop punk. Like we're just really throwing everything against. I'm throwing everything against the wall right now just to see what sticks at this point. Because it's like how the hell do you even promote stuff these days without backing behind you how has that been because i've no i was going to ask you like i have no idea how that industry works especially now yeah how weird is it to try and compete and market that stuff by yourself dude as a as a smaller artist with no manager no like 
any type of deal of any kind, it's it's confusing, like to say the least. I'd say that that's the best way I can describe it. It's confusing because you know how the internet is, dude. Like you have all these different people promote your stuff like this, like do it like this. Here's how you do this, and they're all saying different things. So I think at the end of the day, you just got to find what works for you. But the issue that comes into place in in this space right now, I think, is the only way you can really get on these big, big playlists, like the ones that, that me and Adam just got on, is either A, if you have a connection, which usually takes some type of label connection or a manager connection, or B, your song blows up on TikTok and you get tons of interaction and anticipation for it then you'll get some eyes on you from spotify or apple music and be like okay let's put this guy on this playlist but that's really the only thing that's driving it that and and algorithms and algorithms you can trigger them a certain way but it's almost kind of luck so at right now like i said i'm throwing stuff against the wall just to see what i gotta do to get up to that next level because you really are like i see you posting TikToks, reels. I know that you got on a few playlists with your solo song that just came out. The, like for my song that just came out, uh, that one like hasn't been doing very well because these are just like smaller playlists. I've had, a, I've had a like, I have another song called You Don't Feel the Same. And that one got on a YouTube channel with like, like 3 million subscribers. And so that one on like that song on YouTube has over a million views, but it's because of that channel. So it's really just trying to get on these playlists, on these channels and stuff that can help trigger algorithms. Because what that did was getting on that YouTube channel triggered algorithms on Spotify. And so that song is doing like pretty well. But besides that, I haven't gotten any editorial playlists or big Spotify playlists besides me and Adam's song. So. Have you seen like direct correlation from that song blowing up circles? Have you seen the rest of your library getting more listens after that or no? It, yeah, it normally does, but it, it not as much as I thought. It definitely like spiked a little bit. And I think it is helping, especially with like my more popular songs. I think people, you know, you'll listen to a song like, oh, who's this guy? And then you'll click on the profile and then you'll play like the top five songs or whatever. So definitely boosted it, but nothing crazy. I was going to ask you too, you were mentioning like talking about your genre of music with the Filetti Boys. Mm-hmm. I noticed that I really like that EP a lot and your mm-hmm. style, I've watched it kind of change a little bit over the years from the different releases you've had. What would you say like if you were to explain what your style is now or what genre mm-hmm. of music you are, what would you say now? I mean, it's changed over the years. Yeah. Dude, that's the that's the thing is like, it's the classic artist issue that I'm sure most people have is like, what do you define yourself as? But I really do. I mean, like you said, you know, like I make tons of different types of stuff. So I'd say the overarching one would just be like pop, hip hop, like I don't know, pop R and B. It's hard to define it, and that's something I keep going back to every almost every time I make a song is like. This isn't like the thing I just made two days ago. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, I'll be making it. Like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> so, nah, like pop, pop, hip hop is just the overarching one. But, dude, I love making all different types of stuff. I think a lot of people probably resent, like, the genre they put themselves in. I think it's yeah. okay to not stick to that. Like, one of my favorite um, artists is Logic. Yeah. And something I love about him, I think he's very talented, but I love how he has, like... The different personas kind of and he'll release yeah. more hip-hop he'll release one that's kind of like more r&b more actual him just singing acoustic yeah. versions of songs and i think that that's good to have that freedom to do that i don't think you need to like stick to one do you yeah. see a lot of your friends that you work with doing that or like being put in a bubble by themselves or put in a box by themselves yeah i think boxing yourself in is something that I've definitely done and I consistently have to fight myself on because <clears throat> you're told especially even just two years ago you're told stick to a certain thing like you got to find your your niche but I think the issue with that these days is some people and even people I know will 
stick too much to a certain sound. And so one, it would get a little bit like, okay, we've already heard this before. And then two, you're not really attracting different types of fans. Now on the other side is I know people who have stuck to their niche, stuck to their genre really well. And so they're attracting the same type of people and it's, it's built them up really well. Like I would even say with most of Adam's stuff is like that chill pop, um, like electronic pop, his older stuff. And he's been able to build a good following off of sticking to a certain sound. So there's a balance to it. Um, I don't think you need to box yourself in these days. Yeah, I agree. I really, something I admire about you a lot, I admire lots about you, but something recently I've really noticed is your growth, like as a person too. And obviously you're growing up, getting older, but I've right. seen you change in such a cool way. I love like your whole vibe and style. Hell music yeah. And with just how you are. Have you seen it kind of translate from your personal life and how you act and feel whatever your changes as a person? Have you seen that directly translate into your music? And oh, changing yeah. as well. Yeah, definitely. I find myself like the more as I grow as a person and and change as a person, I think my music changes, but it, it more so changes in a sense that it's authentic to me. Like I don't really in the past I've I've started writing stuff and be like, is this like I have a harder time is this me or like should I be writing about this? Should I swear in my songs, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then it's these days, I just, I just let it all flow out. And so I think it creates a more authentic, um, uh, genuine product. And I think everybody should take that. If you're doing anything creative, especially music, is just be authentic. Because the second you're authentic, people, people can see through if you're being authentic or not. I think you can hear through that in some music. You know, when you get the SoundCloud kid who's rapping about like getting bitches and like drinking lean mm-hmm. and you, you just know he's not like that you know yeah. so people can people can read through that so i think authenticity is important did you see kind of a spike in creativity after you allowed yourself to be free yeah for sure i think so um i think when you let yourself be free, like creatively, like musically, you allow a lot more avenues. Like you might, you might still end up on the same destination musically, but when you allow yourself to go through these different avenues, um, I think, like I said, you just make a better product. Like you don't have to worry about as much. If you're always thinking about, is this me? Is this gonna, are people gonna like this a certain way? I think once you step away from that, it's, it's it's a lot more free, a lot more freedom. You mentioned whether or not to swear in your songs. Do you remember? I have two questions. <laughs> Do you remember like the first swear word or the first song that you did it? And did that like was that terrifying for you? I do. I honestly think, I think the first song I ever like <laughs> a swear word in was probably when I was like eighteen, nineteen. But at that point, I didn't release music. So, yeah, it was scary to think about the possibility of what what are people going to think about this? Like, what are my parents going to think about this? But my first song I ever had a swear word in, I think it was, I think it was like my song Let Go or something. And I remember releasing that and getting a few comments on it, but it didn't like, it wasn't that big of a deal to anybody. You know what I mean? Like... I did get some comments, but I don't care. Like it didn't matter to me. So I, and I think at that point I was so far gone from even remotely caring about that, that it didn't affect me. If I would have released it right when I wrote it or way back when I was 18 or 19, I'd be like, Oh, what are they going to think? But I don't, I don't care. So it's so funny to people listening who didn't grow up in the same sort of culture that we did yeah yeah that's such a small that is such a small thing yeah that you wouldn't think like takes thinking on your part or my part the first time something with me it's like a person who didn't grow up mormon wouldn't think that that stressed me out whether or not people are going to be mad at me going through that transition and Mm -hmm. now allowing yourself to be you yeah how has that been you're probably so much happier and like free yeah thing yeah it's it's 
I think you hit it on the nose. You're just like more free. I think when you you let yourself go from these certain restraints that you grew up with, especially, um, or thinking a certain way because of what other people are gonna think. Um, it's just like a more peaceful life. That's all I can say is it's just more peaceful. And that's not to say I don't appreciate some of the things I grew up with or I'm just letting let them all go. It's just that they didn't serve me like I needed to. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely translates to music, though. Definitely. I was thinking the other day about how the whole process of, like, changing up something as big as your religion or yeah. deciding to not participate in it anymore in the cultures we grew up in and still live in, it is such a big growth experience, even, like, not relating to religion at all. Changing yeah. up something that you thought was the only way and exploring happiness in other avenues and figuring out who you are as a person without living within the boundaries of religion or whatever. Right. Is such an expansive experience for a growing person like us. Yeah. And I've seen that in terms of creativity or taking a leap on something as risky as entertainment that you and I do. Yeah. I think it's served me greatly to go through that and figure out like it doesn't matter what people think. Yeah. It translates to everything. Have you seen that like a ton in the past few years? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like I, I haven't ever come forward and be like, like I'm not, don't want anything to do with the church or anything like that. It's more so been a slow bandaid ripoff. Like I stopped going to church when I was a senior in high school. So it's been a while. And like I said, like I appreciate and I believe certain things that I grew up with, like re religiously. And there's some things I don't like. Overall, I really just care about like, like I believe in God and Christ, and like that's about it. That's that's about really all I care about, you know. And just being a good person. And I think the second I I stepped away from the small little things or the cultural things or weren't worrying about what Catherine has to say down the street, you know. Um, it's like, it, it just sets you up to live a more like understanding life towards other people, especially. I think that's the biggest thing. This episode is brought to you by Bucked Up. Mission New Year, New You starts now. If you are looking for great workouts to shed body fat and achieve real results, ditch your weak ass supplements and get bucked up. Sure, you could go another year hiding from your reflection or you could finally own your life and shatter last year's limitations. Transformation takes work. Bucked Up helps with epic benefits. Energy, endurance, power, pump, fat burning, and infinitely more. Fuel your fitness goals with the best supplements and gym apparel on the market. Get Bucked Up. Use code JORDAN at checkout for 20% off. Again, that is code JORDAN, J-O-R-D-A-N, at checkout for 20% off. This episode is brought to you by Thread Wallets. Thread Wallets makes functional and unique products to help you carry on. Declutter your life with minimalist wallets, lanyards, crossbody bags, and tote bags, all designed to be the ultimate sidekick for wherever life takes you. Their products are durable, stylish, and slim, and make carrying your essentials easy. Their elastic wallet keeps all your cards and cash secure without being bulky. Clip it onto a thread lanyard with one of their lip balm holders and your keys and you're ready to go. Whether you're climbing a mountain, traveling the world, or just heading to work, Thread Wallets is there to keep it all together. Check out all their carry essentials at threadwallets.com. Once you, once you understand other people or try to understand other people and where they're coming from and you have no judgment in that, like you're going to have more opportunities. And I'll give this example. Uh, when I was 17, me and Adam went down to L.A. for, like, a couple sessions he had. And at, like, that point, we're, both of us are so sheltered, man. Like, we're so sheltered. Even with that huge age gap, like, he is still super sheltered. So we, we go down to a session, and I remember us just both walking in, and, like, both these dudes were smoking weed. And me and Adam were both like, uh guys like like didn't know how to handle that because we hadn't really been in many situations like that growing up being sheltered and i just remember like the energy from that experience and from our thoughts 
was definitely it, it, it was definitely felt by them. And if we were in a different spot in our life, like if I was today, if I was in that spot in my life, we could have made some great music. But it was just a weird session because of that energy that we were probably given off. Mm-hmm. And fast forward, they now have produced Doja Cat's like one of her best songs, like biggest oh, songs. That's <laughs> yeah, so crazy. it's crazy. So I don't know, man. Like no matter no matter the walk of life or no matter where I go through religion and the church and this, I think most importantly, it's just like I'm like trying to understand people and like no judgment. You know, I think that's the biggest flaw with the culture we grew up in. That's like the biggest cultural flaw, at least if we're just talking about the people inside the church, it's just judgment and shame. Like it does no good. Yeah. It's definitely like there's judgment and shame within Mm-hmm. But then there's also, and I'm not going to act like I wasn't that same guy. If oh, I were in your shoes, same, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. I've been freaked out and I've done that before of like, uh, you know, and there's so much judgment to other people that are outside of the church, like you said, and in going through this experience for me <clears throat> and same for me, like I haven't really gone to church for the past five years. Yeah. So it's been a slow thing, but going through this for me and I, maybe you can agree, it feels like you're understanding how much bigger the world is. Oh yeah. And it's not even just like, Oh, because now I can drink and smoke weed and do things that are considered bad. It's not that it's like, there's people that are still good people, even though they're doing things we're taught, you know, like there's so many amazing people that even myself, I was like avoiding strictly based on their religion or whatever. And that is crazy, bro. Do you ever think, do you regret that day? And you're like, shit, these guys are producing Doja Cat's oh, album. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, it's just such a stupid-ass reason to, like, have your vibes change. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just being in such a different mental state and so far removed from that, church, like, from church stuff and the stuff we grew up on now is, like, dude, I wish I just, like, you just wish you are in a different spot because it could have created an amazing opportunity, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and we're not going to act like smoking weed in the studio is not part of the process, right? right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like to each their own, but it's definitely a staple of a lot of people's process. So, I was going to ask you, what are some wild studio sessions you studio sessions you've had? Like, have you have any crazy stories with people like that? I know that I've heard stories of people down in LA, and they have like some wild people yeah. come in to their studio. Have you had anything like that? I mean, in Utah, probably not. Nah, dude. Like I said, I, I, I kind of keep to myself in the, in the Utah scene, to be honest. Um, I don't really, like, put myself out there as far as, like, live, live stuff. Like, I don't really talk to much people around the community besides, like, my niche group of people. Just because mm-hmm. there's, there's no culture like that here, you know? There's no, like, big culture in that sense. But wild studio sessions, damn. Or what about even at the writing camps? Like you probably have some crazy shit with 15 guys in an Airbnb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's this one song. Um, I don't even know if I should like, you don't have to, speak you don't on to. this. Let's, let's just <laughs> say um, me being the only sober one not off anything in, in a certain session created an amazing song because Mm -hmm. you had these people (laughs) you had these guys that were just like not there like just like coming up with the craziest shit like it was so good like these crazy (laughs) melodies just ethereal melodies but if i wasn't there to cultivate it being like sober it wouldn't Mm -hmm. have gone anywhere so it was this beautiful mix of like being high in the clouds and then be me pulling it back down to create this like beautiful song. So I've had moments like that. And then you just do, we just have some jank stuff like me and the floody boys. Everybody knows like we're the kids on the trip that everybody probably gets annoyed of. Cause we're just doing, <laughs> we're just doing jank stuff the whole time. So yeah, some Bro, good those times. writing, those writing camps you guys have. Um, I guess we didn't even explain it. Did, was it all, Adam or was it you and Adam and Jordan that like decided to do those? I've always wanted to do one because like I said, I I love hip hop culture, rap culture. So 
I remember the the first thing that really made me want to do it was uh, J. Cole's um, record label. It's called Dreamville. Mm-hmm. And they did these camps where they invited like all these producers, rappers. You had to get an invite to go. And they all went to uh, like these studios in the mountains for a week and just went crazy. And I was like, bro, that is so sick. So I remember talking to Adam about it for a while. And then I think we kind of stopped talking about it and then he brought it up again and organized it yeah adam pretty much does most of the organizing so so that was your fourth one that just happened right yeah so do you see like so you guys go to a airbnb with like 15 guys for a week longer yeah Yeah, we do you see a crazy i guess it could go either way after that week do you have a crazy amount of creativity and inspiration or is it kind of you're tapped out after that week Dude, I think um, I am like more inspired than ever when I get off those trips because all those guys are just so good, so amazing at what they do. It's like you get off of it and you're like, bro, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep the like, first of all, I'm trying to keep the momentum. And then second of all, if you're like me and you're competitive, you're like I'm trying to get better than them like at what they do you know what I mean so um there's that aspect of it I will say that coming home from um that trip on this last one and not having a job to go to I was just like a workhorse because I didn't I wasn't like oh this sucks I have to go back to work I was just like I get to go back home and get right back to it so it's fine that's so nice how satisfying was it to finally quit your job dude it was like I can't even explain I was like in shock after I did just because I had worked there for so long, you know, um, and I'll, I'll probably have to get like another part-time gig down in LA. Um, but dude, it was so nice just to know I have like six months to just grind on music. I went in like 30 minutes before my shift. (laughs) I was like, dude, I was like, I'm out of here. Like I'm done. Like I can't do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Your boss is like, are you kidding me? Yeah, no, he was actually way cool about it because I was just like, dude, like I can't do it anymore. It's too stressful, like especially everything that's changing in the company. I was like, too stressful, and he was actually way cool about it. He's like, dude, you got this music thing, and I was like, hell yeah, that was not what I was expecting. So that's so cool. Yeah, bro, is there cool. anything more satisfying than quitting your job? <laughs> Besides music stuff, I don't think so. <laughs> Like I, like I had never quit a job like that where you're like I'm out. You know, it's mm-hmm. before like my only other job was in high school and it was a two week notice type thing. Oh yeah. And so to just walk in there and be like I'm done and then walk out and be like the man. I was like hell yeah, let's go get some Chinese food. <laughs> That's true, man. You hadn't had a bunch of jobs. I've had so many stupid jobs, but the best feeling in the world is like you hate a job. You freaking hate your dumb idiot boss. Yeah. And you're just like, I'm out of here. Figure it out. It feels yeah, so good. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I think I never, like, I never really had a bad boss at that job. Actually, that's that's a big lie. That's a huge lie. But this last guy, he was he was cool. Is is whatever. I think what threw me over the edge is we got <laughs> we got a couple new hires, and one of the kids, dude. I can't even, it's just the biggest dumbass ever, dude. I went, I was, I was on FaceTime with AJ and I was closing up the store and this kid just made a remark to me, just the dumbest thing you could ever say. And I, I just went off on him. Like, I'm not even like that, but I just, just demolished him. And I was like, okay, like, that's about it for me. Like, I'm done. (laughs) You just flame everything about him. You're like, look at your stupid shoes and your dumb haircut and you lose your mind. Kind of, I was a little bit savage, but yeah, he deserved it. So that's the best feeling, bro. So you brought up how you like hip hop and I'm a big J Cole fan too. Yeah. Where do you, I don't know if you pull inspiration from anyone big like that nowadays, mm-hmm. but who would you say starting off music at least were some of your big inspirations? Dude. I think number one, like, hip-hop rap-wise, it's J. Cole has, like, always been my favorite. My first two albums I ever bought were uh, Born Center by J. Cole and then Lasers by Lupe Fiasco. Those were the first two albums I ever bought, like, period. It wasn't any anything else. So 
I've always loved rap music. Uh, lot you mentioned Logic, Logic especially especially for that EP was a huge inspiration because growing up all of us in that neighborhood, just like we love Logic and we love the idea of telling a story, and you know with like the rap culture is super big on uh, like Easter eggs in certain songs or like like Logic will have Easter eggs in his album art and we're like we just wanted to incorporate that and give that a try. So I say rap wise, J Cole, Logic, uh, Black. If you do, you know who Black mm-hmm. is? Six. Mm-hmm. Somebody. Some people call him Six Lack. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Yeah, I say in the hip hop scene, those those are some of my biggest influences right now. I love like the whole melodic rap and stuff like that. So I love hip hop, bro. I, I think like I've been a huge hip hop head probably my whole life. Yeah. Starting at a young age, it was always, I mean, for me, I have an older brother. You do too. I don't know if your oldest brother is as old as mine, but mm-hmm. I mean like Wu-Tang, Tribe Called Quest, old yeah. school yeah. hip hop. And then moving into like J. Cole, Kendrick. And then it is funny. Your last EP does have a real logic vibe, like with your intro and your skits. Yeah. Like it does feel like it. That's, I didn't even think about that till you brought it up. Yeah. Um, after, I mean, how many songs have you released now? So I have, I had five on my, my first EP, that breakup songs EP. Mm -hmm. And then I released, I think two or three singles before that. And then I had this last EP. So let me see. One, two, three, four. Yeah. I had four, I had four singles before I released my first project. Okay. So then I released first EP that was nine. I had two singles that went under the radar after that, so that's 11. And then I had this last one, so technically 19. Tw- 20 songs. Uh, now 21. Okay. I'm a liar. 21. Okay. So 21 songs. Do you have a favorite and a least favorite? Or has it changed? <laughs> my least favorite is Look. That was my second yeah. song I ever released. I actually might take it off, but I know a lot of people... <laughs> People will be mad at me about that because I have like this micro group of people that have like been a fan ever since like I've been releasing music and I know they'd be way pissed, but I mm-hmm. just don't like it. It just, I don't feel like it's a representation of me. My favorite song, dude, that's such a hard question. I can't believe you're asking me that. I want to say, I got to say like, I, f- I feel like yesterday is probably my favorite song just just because i feel like that song deserved to blow up and that's not even ego or anything that like you can't listen to that song and tell me it shouldn't have blown up like it has everything every aspect of a song that would deserve to blow up so yeah i say look least favorite and yesterday is probably my favorite that's so funny man that is that the song that i remember you and i were texting about something and you said and i said like when are we getting a new song i need something new um, and you were like, I'm working on something right now that's going to get me out of the hood. <laughs> you said. I think it was yesterday. <laughs> I think so it was funny. yesterday. Yeah. Like, this one's going to do it, man. That was, that was our, um, like quote for when that song was coming out is everybody, like anybody I show that song about, like this one's getting us out, man. But we wouldn't say hood. We say it's getting us out of the suburbs. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The hood, the suburbs of Utah, like yeah. gorgeous houses. I know, I know. <laughs> what song took you the longest? Technically, if we're talking about from like birth of the idea to the end, it actually probably was um, yesterday because hmm. I made that beat probably a year before I even wrote the song. So like I made the beat and then I actually I had the first verse. And it was just stored away on my computer forever. And then I was needing to finish up the EP. And I had like one or two songs left I wanted to do before I decided what was going to be on the EP. And then me, Adam, and Jordan just got in the room. And dude, it was just crazy, like instantaneous hit. At least I thought it was. I can imagine it feels so good. Like when you're listening to it and you're all just like, this is so sick. You're all fired up about it. Is that like the best feeling ever is creating something that you just love? Yeah, dude. Anybody, if you're listening to this and you are an artist and you say that you don't like listening to music, like you should not be making music. (laughs) And anybody who says (laughs) people who like listen to their own music have like something wrong with them, dude, I like, I'm not going to lie. Like I love listening to my own music. 
like mm -hmm. you should want to make something that you jam to you know <laughs> so it's not like the main thing i listen to but um yeah i definitely like listening to my music actually i, I had a, i was with this girl not that long ago and we we're hanging out and we we're talking about like spotify top artists and stuff and at the beginning of last year i would like loop my songs when they came out just to help with the algorithm and stuff you know mm -hmm. down bad small artist things and <laughs> so i just raked up tons of playtime on my songs like not even my favorite songs and so we go to show each other like our top spotify artists and number one is obi ben <laughs> And she just shit on me. Like, she was like, oh, what? That is so wild. Like, just making fun of me. I'm like, I'm telling you, I was just looping it. Like, it wasn't really like that. So. I told this on the podcast, but one time when Adam and I were at the studio, I got in his car after, and he turns the car on, and his song started playing, like, through the car. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you listening to your own stuff? Adam. Like, no, it's not what it looks like. It's because of my Bluetooth. Adam hates listening so to his own stuff. I, I mean, it has to be way different with your music, but I, I have a hard time listening to my voice at all. Like I have a hard time listening to yeah. podcast. It's hard, but with I, music, you probably heard it a million times. Yeah. It's weird because like if my song comes in in the car and other people are in the car, I'll be like, okay, like mm -hmm. relax. We don't got to listen to this, <laughs> but I'll throw on my stuff every once in a while. I think it's more of just appreciating the hard work you've put in and enjoying it but dude i hate listening to my voice talk yeah i hate it like so you're gonna listen to this pro dude i don't know like <laughs> i hate it <laughs> you have a good voice it's not bad i don't know dude i like i always hated listening to my voice too but after being forced to listen to myself during editing this during editing yeah. the podcast it's been better you but. get used to it yeah i used to be that way about my singing voice like nobody even knew i was singing songs like when i released my first song people were like what like you sing like nobody knew that i was doing that so i get it like it's probably the equivalent for you with your podcast you have that face where you like your voice doesn't match your face did it do like I? the voice of an yeah it's like a voice of an angel and then you're like <laughs> got this thug boy right here <laughs> <laughs> dude i i've gotten that one a lot like especially when i like meet somebody and somebody be like oh he makes music and then they'll play it and they'll be like they'll have this confused look on their face <laughs> like i remember this one guy i was working with uh way back in the day i was showing some unreleased stuff um and i started playing my song and he's like oh you have a sexy voice <laughs> and he's, he's like, like he was like my pants no he was actually like don't tell my boyfriend but like <laughs> you're hot <laughs> i was like okay dude that's okay we got to give the people what they want that's the real question is how much ass are you getting after because you're a humble guy we're not gonna act like you don't have hundreds of thousands of streams and listeners on spotify no, you're a big star no dude i don't step <laughs> foot in provo <laughs> I gotta be honest. Well, I, I gotta be honest. Like, I'm not really like the player type in the sense of I'm not like constantly hitting up people. Mm -hmm. I'm actually like my bio says my whole my whole mantra right now as an artist, like rebranding myself is I'm a hopeless romantic. But it's kind of mm -hmm. true, dude. Like, I I kind of just want like a just a, like one girl to hold it down for a while, you know. You're a good guy, man. That's the right answer. Yeah. Look at you. Hey, Just I'm a not, sweet young lad. I'm not saying that I, I don't have my fun, but like, yeah, we're looking for that that wifey type. I feel you, man. How's the search going? Probably good. Dude, it's weird out here, man. There's a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> All girls are the same, for real. <laughs> yeah, on the last episode, we talked about how white Mormon girls are like just following the same exact cut out cookie cutter thing that every other girl yeah it's like they're so not all the time but i can imagine in utah is like the birthplace of stanley cups freaking blonde girls doing dance fitness whatever it's called Dude. is it tough to find one that stands out it's so tough bro because like they're either all the same and they have no personality or then you have this scenario where you have utah where there's a way bad girl and you're like oh my gosh she's so bad and then she's like crazy Mormon and like won't talk to you unless you can show her your temple recommend. 
and then you have the, yeah. and then you have the opposite side of it is you have people who are so anti-religion and this that they're like if they even sniff a previous like a former mormon they'll be like like they don't want anything to do with you like it's hard to find middle ground people like me who are like like still a decent human being but like not part of the church my wife and i were talking about that because it is weird like obviously you want to have someone that at least understands where you're coming from yeah and like it's such a weird thing to have grown up one way and changed it or whatever transitioned away that it is true like i bet it's hard to be finding people exactly in the middle where you are it's kind of a rare spot to be in yeah you almost need somebody in that has had the same experience Mm -hmm. because i don't know some people just can't understand it how's that been up there that's got to be a hard place to find the right crowd after making a transition like that i think um i think the most important part is like your true friends will stick with you if you're talking about like those types of relationships um, you'll have some people, you'll notice some people fall off because, uh, you say swear words now or you, you know, drink or whatever. But I think for the most part, you have the people that recognize like you're the same person, you know? So it's not been weird for me to be honest. Cause I, I keep my, I keep my people pretty like tight, like my circle pretty tight. So I haven't really had an issue people being weird about me not going to church or being Mormon anymore. (laughs) That's good, man. I think it's very admirable that you've figured this all out at such a young age. You're not that much younger than me, Yeah. but you definitely started thinking bigger picture with that stuff at a younger age. Yeah. Which is really cool. Definitely. Well, dude, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you a lot more questions, but I don't even know how long we've been going. We've Um, been going for... About an hour now. Jeez. Oh, word. That's crazy, man. Time flew by. Time flew by. <laughs> I don't get to talk to you as much as I'd like to. I know, we used to bro. talk a little bit more. Yeah, we we have our intermittent phone calls where I'm driving on the freeway and we're talking for a good 45 minutes. I remember there was one time that, probably like a year ago, I called you for something and then we ended up talking for like two hours. And yeah. I remember I was just playing Xbox. Yeah. And we are just chatting it up. Yeah, dude. That's good always times. good, man. Good time. What, what's your like? What are your hobbies nowadays? Now that you're not, or if now that you're full time music, I'm I'm like uh, I'm the holy trinity of a man. I like to say, you know, I'm athletic. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! I'm a musician, but I'm also like a big nerdy gamer. You know, dude, can we talk about it, please? Bro, can we please? like like I just want you to know, like what I'm looking forward to right after this is just driving over to my boy's house and playing Apex Legends. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like the grind is real. Like after that, going to the gym, dude. Those are my two hobbies outside music. Like every single day is just music, video games, and the gym. Like it's beautiful, bro. Life's good right now. <laughs> sounds like a dream for real. Yeah. I mean, I'm able to do all those things too. I'm not gonna act like being married and having kids takes that away. It doesn't. Yeah. At least for me, I'm very lucky. But not having. <laughs> being able to play video games till 3 a.m sounds yeah. amazing <laughs> yeah bro yeah that's the hard part is like you want to stay up and play super late and then but if you stay up it's like you get up and you're like ah oh, what am i doing with my life so mm-hmm. i've been on that 7 a.m grind but we still get the games in we still get the games in what else are you playing bro i'm a big gamer i always have been yeah so now now's the Dude, fun part of Rocket the conversation League. Rocket. I can't get into it, bro. I, have you? Ever... I'm not against it. Okay, I'm okay. not against it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have never. It hasn't looked fun enough for me to go out and like try it. Okay, that's understandable. Let me just say this, and this is unbiased because I will take anybody's ankles on any other game. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that confidently. Uh-huh, go ahead. Uh, Rocket League is the hardest game, like mechanically really definitely it makes sense it's the hardest game to master like anybody can drive around and hit the ball with their car but to be good at is definitely the hardest but yeah bro have you ever played apex legends i played apex legends for a little bit i got so burnt out because i played i played PUBG a lot Uh, when it was new yeah so it was like the first battle royale game i played it a ton and then excuse me and then fortnite came out and i actually played a while at the beginning yeah it was really fun i used to grind fortnite when Fortnite was more simple, 
I think it was more fun. Yeah. I mean, it's probably still fun now, but like it got a little too much for me. I don't know why. Yeah. And then I got burnt out of Battle Royales. Apex came out. I played like three times. I just like was over it. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what do you play right now? Honestly, bro, like I grew up playing, not grew up, but when I was in high school, I played Call of Duty hard as shit. Yeah. So and I played I. like Wait, Battlefield. Which, I played. Which Call um, of Duties? Well, I just know you're going to, I know you're going to say the good ones. I just want to say that. Yeah. So, uh, dude, hell yeah. So when I was younger, when I got my Xbox 360, I got it with Modern Warfare. Yeah. So Call of Duty 4. Yeah. And then that one's the all OG, of us bro. My, it's really good. Yeah. And then I played a lot, a lot of Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. Like that's when I was one prime One v ones on Rust. Yeah. Hell yeah. With the, with the intervention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where you took your beef, bro. Oh Who cares my about fighting after school? No, no, no you got to go on rust. Meet me on rust, bro. <laughs> quick scope, one by one. Dude, were you a quick scope guy or a no scope guy? Dude, I was. Honestly, I'm multi talented, uh, but more, more, yes. more quick scopes. I yeah, yeah, I wasn't out there no scoping like like crazy, but I was quick scoping, especially on Modern Dude. Warfare Three. Yeah, so I okay, so I played Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two. I played them all, but I really played the shit out of black ops 2 yeah because that's like black ops 2. modern warfare 2 modern warfare 2 i was in junior high i was like perfect age black ops 2 i was in high school like it was just two perfect times in my yeah. life that like i just really was into it yeah i played black ops 2 a ton bro that one was that's realistically that one's probably my favorite yeah that was like perfect age i think it's the best or top two call of duty games of all time mm -hmm. and i played modern warfare 3 a lot too but it was not as good yeah as whatever came out right before it black ops one probably i don't know i disagree. But, um, i disagree. So, just so you know i disagree but i respect your opinion <laughs> you think modern warfare 3 is like the best probably i think it's i think it's top three for sure it's pretty good um but, but it was nowadays, probably just the place i was in my life like it was probably just because i that's all i did is go to soccer practice and play call of duty i remember modern warfare 3 when it came out my parents let me uh because this is back in the day you'd like go and pick up the game yeah at midnight when it came out and I remember I had good grades, so they let me stay home from school the day it came out. Yeah. And I, like, got to level 20 or something, and all my friends were, like, way behind because I got to get way ahead that first day. Yeah. Um, I, like, I still like multiplayer games. I just can't really get into it nowadays. I don't know why. I really play story games, okay. single-player games. I played a lot of um, Red Dead Redemption 2 okay. recently. Yeah. And then, like jedi fallen order that star wars game is super good you play it i've played it a couple of times but just don't get me started on star wars i'm the biggest nerd <laughs> good i like to hear that man i used to really love battlefront oh dude, one and two the og battlefront there's nothing yeah. like it dude that's gotta be that's gotta be like one of the best games of all time the new ones are pretty good too yeah, battlefront 2 the new one is pretty good i really miss i mean it seems like you're still in that perfect time where you like like video games yeah i wish i cared enough about it yeah like I, I want to like it like i used to like all i thought about all day at school was playing video games bro yeah and now like i really want to and i try to play them i sometimes i just get like bored or i'll switch to a different game i just mm -hmm. get kind of like i don't know what it is i just can't do it like i used to you I just get I burnt out faster you think yeah like i really used to, and there's there's every once in a while there's a game that comes out and recently I've been playing a lot of Switch just because it's so easy. Yeah. And like it's a different style of game. But recent, every once in a while there's a new game that comes out that like catches me and I can't stop playing it. Yeah. Like I really like the, uh, this isn't on Switch, but like Dark Souls, those games. Dude, I've been good. wanting to try those games. Have, are you going to play? You never? No. Are you going to get Elden Ring? Yeah, man. So I've played all of the games by that company. So Dark Souls is super good. It's super hard. And then there's a game called uh, Sekiro. It's like Samurai Guy, Assassin's Creed, plus Dark Souls is super good. And then there's uh, Elden Ring that just came out. I haven't played it yet, but I really, really want to. Yeah. Those games are fire, bro. Dude, I need to give them a try. Everybody's talking about Elden Ring. Like, that's yeah. all that anybody's talking about. They're so good. Those are, that's the best game company for real. Like, uh, From Software is what it's called. Yeah. Those games are so good. But, dude, I, I had a good time talking to you. Thanks for coming down yeah bro i had a good time too we'll have to do uh one in person and get that when are you gonna right be in arizona there. dude i don't know i don't have any reason to go there <laughs> bro you had a little too much attitude in that don't give me that much bro attitude. all i know is that arizona is not all that everybody says it is <laughs> yeah i know 
<laughs> it's cool and I love the weather, but uh dude, I don't know. Maybe I'll just stop by for the hell of it. <laughs> yeah. Just drive down. It's not I, too far. Dude, I really want to go to uh Bahama what is it called? Jalapeno Bucks. Jalapeno Bucks, yeah. By my parents' house. Bro, I will come down just for jalapeno bucks and we'll film a podcast. <laughs> Did you have it next time you the one you and Josh came down? Oh I had I had it twice. <laughs> yeah. I demanded to go back a second time. Adam used to really, really like it and he got kind of burnt out when he yeah. lived here. Yeah, understandable. Like, he used to really like a few other places that he just like didn't care about when they lived here recently because he got so used to it. But yeah. Um dude, I want you to plug yourself. Tell all about tell all the places they can see you. Uh, so you can find me on most socials just if you look up Obi Ben at Obi Ben on Twitter Obi Ben X, um, and then Obi Ben official on YouTube. Spotify is Obi Ben and it's O B I space B E N. Um, yeah, go uh, give me a follow on all those and come say hi. I'll I'll say hi back. Yeah, you will. You're a good guy, I'm man. A good You're guy. good to the fans. Yeah, I'm good. To Do the you fans. have anything you want to say to the listeners? One last final thought. Dude, this is my first podcast, and I just... Oh, really? How'd yeah. it feel? Dude, it's good. This is my first, like, anything that, like this, besides, like, little mini interviews on the web. But, uh, dude, I just want to say that if you're listening to this, you are l- quite literally listening to The Come Up. So, congratulations. Hell yeah. Because this isn't going to... I'm not going to be one of those small guys. Mark my words, baby. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking right. You're not. You got, hey. you got the killer mentality, bro. You got the talent. You got the freaking looks, too. You're a charmer. Look at you. Dude, you're Look too, at you, kind. dude. You're too kind, man. You're too kind. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, hey, dude, thanks I appreciate for you. On, man. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on. And to all the listeners, um, follow Quintessential Pod on Instagram. Um, share this with your friends. They all need to learn about the Obi, Obi Ben, one yes. of the greatest guys. Um, all right, well, I'll talk to you later, buddy. Um, to you guys, tune in next week. I love you all, and uh, see you in hell. Hell yeah, bro. Peace.